You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. This is one of these mornings where we protect it from the testimony that we see of Joshua and the the generation that came after him. Him and all these people, these Israelites that have seen testimony of God work and work and work, went to be with their fathers. They died and they were laid to rest and there arose a generation that did not know Him. And the only way we prevent that is if we share and we bring them into what the Lord is doing here. They need to be a part of it. They are a part of it. They may not be able to comprehend in the same level that we do. And they probably comprehend in more deep and more profound ways than we do. But this morning, I need them to hear all that the Lord has revealed for this house so that when, when they encounter what the Lord says He's going to do, they can recall how we said He would do it. Because that's the generation we've been charged with raising, that they would have testimony from a young age of seeing the miraculous hands of God work in their lives. And that's what we're going to do this morning. That's why they're here. Um, I've had a hesitation about how much to share this morning um, about some things that are going on, but that's not in in our best interest uh, to keep things from each other. I've talked about this in length, about how we're to be the body, we're to, we're to be together, we're to be to bring one another in on what's going on in our stories. and. And, and be the body. We cannot be the body if we are hidden from one another. And so there, is, there are just things I need to fill you in on as the church that I believe you have a right to know. Um, and I just desire to be honest. And now please, as I say what I'm about to say, hang with me. Don't go to these crazy places and start spiraling out of control. Uh, this is a there is, there is joy in this word this morning, and I'm excited to share with you, but um, just listen. So, um, really, since, since the pandemic, um, the, the finances in this church have struggled. But the Lord has done as, as He's always done. Since I've been here, the finances have been an interesting story to tell. Um, I have had several conversations with Randy, and we've sat in his office when I was young, and I was just starting out. I was in my 20s, just married, and he's like, you may need to look for another job. And it's like, oh, man, I don't know what, I don't know what else to do. And so we've had these kind of conversations, and the Lord has always, the Lord has always come through. Uh, but the finances at this church right now are not, go- are, are not great. Um, they, they are dwindling week after week, and this is one of those interesting things about a church. It's just one week can be terrible, and then the next week you can have these finances. It looks like, man, this is insane. This is crazy. How do they have these kind of funds and access to these funds? And just real quick as we go, this is no one's fault. This is, this is not a tithing message that I'm bringing to you. Uh, I am not sharing this with you that you would give more. I only desire that you give in obedience. If you're giving outside of obedience, I don't want it. We don't want it. And, and you'll understand that. This is, not, this is not why I bring this before you. This is not why I'm letting you know what's going on. I don't desire that we would give out of fear or guilt, 
Um, this church has always been his to build and his to provide for. Amen. It always has, and it always will be. And I know some of you, and you have to forgive me, there's a lot of notes and a lot of things that I need to read because I want to be specific in the things that I say this morning. But I know some of us will wonder, I have been in this place. It's no, it's no surprise that we've had the messages that we've had, and this has not been a, the Lord has been preparing us for this morning over the last several weeks. Um, I just didn't know he was doing that. I just thought he's given words and they're great and they're powerful. But a lot of us will wonder why are we in this place? But as we know with that question, that holds no answer that builds this church up because all it is is opinion. Well, I think this or I think this. There's, there's nothing that's been done wrong. There's nothing that's been done wrong in our community. There's nobody in here that has done anything to, to bring us to this place. It's not our focus. And I have always been before the Lord because I am terrified. I truly, I fear, I fear the Lord. I love him. It's a healthy fear, but I do not want to stand before him on the day of judgment and him look and say, you have led people astray. Cool. I don't want that. <laughs> so I am always before him asking and seeking and pursuing that we, this church, are in his will. And and the vision that he has spoken, and the answer has always been yes, and the answer is yes today. We have not left his will. So, where do we place our focus in these moments? I'm so glad you asked, because I have another question to answer the previous question. And this is one given to me by the Lord. Are his promises over us enough when what surrounds us points to something else? Say that again, are his promises over us enough when everything that surrounds us would point to these promises will not come to pass? His promises over us just in my time as your pastor has been to bring the prodigal sons and daughters home, that we would go out, that they would come back, that they would find and encounter all that they were made for, who they were made for, and they would walk in fullness of it because for the first time they were met where they were, they were clothed in truth and they were clothed in righteousness and they found Jesus. King Jesus, and they found their father, and they found a community of people that loved them and stood with them. He has promised that he would build the fire in this place, that he would burn away the gray. He would burn in a, a fire as a beautiful and a purifying thing. It's not an easy thing. We in West Texas, we know so oftentimes we get so frustrated with our yards. It's like, I'm just going to set this on fire when no one's looking. Uh, it's going to kill everything. Everything's going to come back. It's going to be beautiful. We know, we know fire. There's a healthy fear, a healthy respect out here because it can, it can get crazy in a hurry. But fire always, always has to happen before new life can come because the things that are not meant to last must be burned away. And he has been doing that in us. He has been removing that which is not of him. He has been holding the standard of Jesus before us and we have been recognizing where we have fallen short and not fallen short, but where we have not received what is for us to receive. And he's been burning away those things that would prevent us from looking exactly like Jesus. And he's doing that right now. He's doing that in our society. You tell me right now, is there more gray areas in our world or less gray areas since 2020? There's less gray. We see things for what they are. It's very clear and I love it. I love it. It was one of the things that I valued most about going to the third world and going to those countries is there was light and there was dark. There was no in-between. You knew who stood with Jesus and you knew who stood against him. 
And it's a beautiful thing to see because there's no in-between. And he's been doing that. He has also said, he has also promised to establish us as this community's church. Let me just put some fear to rest right now. This church can't be this community's church if it doesn't exist, right? That's a simple fact to recognize. So in recognizing that, we know that there is provision. Amen? You know that there's provision? Come on now. But provision doesn't always look like our preference of it, right? We've talked about our preferences and not our expectation, but our preferences is really the struggle because we set preferences on, around how God should look, how he should answer, what the answer should look like, and we miss the answer. And we miss God in those moments. And he has asked us to lay those down. And it's been an amazing walk for me of laying down my preferences because turmoil is laid to rest when you lay down your preferences. There's no more turmoil. There's no more grief. There's no more striving. We just get to experience God as he comes. Provision doesn't always look like the preference that we have of it. We want it to look a certain way. But he is building it and not us. I'm going to ask Sarah and Melissa to come forward. They're just going to share really, I mean, just really quick testimony. Because I, I need you to see something as they share. Come up, come on, come on. Come on. I, want, I just want you to hear, this is, this is testimony. These are words that have come in the midst of where we find ourselves now. These are words that have come this week. Um, Sarah's going to turn on the mic so that everybody can hear and everybody that's listening online can hear. Um, so, yes, Melissa first. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, so, and this morning, Jay didn't know. Jay comes. I love uh, when I can get away with it, not filling Jay in. Because uh, I don't want to influence that time of prep because it's always so astounding for me. And it's just my own testimony that I get to write down. It's another piece a foundation that I get to stand on. I remember when this was happening and he didn't know and he built a set around the answer to what we see. And so we just praise Jesus' name and Jesus so clearly showed me what shouting his name from the shore does to the storm and to the water before us. But what I needed you to hear in that is that immediately, immediately, we discuss the finances in a board meeting and immediately he releases vision of what's to come, of what he's going to do. We discuss this, and, then, and it's not that he releases, he releases vision. Speaking of how he is going to have, there are going to be an abundance of children that will grow up in this place. They will start in the nursery. That's what I'm hearing. They're, they're going to start at the, the, the first ministry opportunity that we have for them to be a part of. There's going to be babies, and they're going to start there, and they're going to grow up into here. I mean, do you, I mean, the Lord didn't hesitate immediately. Don't lose faith. Don't, don't do this. And he's been doing great things with us as a staff. We've just all come to this place of, you know, yeah, I'm not, I don't care. If I don't get paid, I don't get paid. I'm doing this. This is what we're anointed to do. And the money is not why we've done it. The paychecks are not why we've done it. We want to be a part of what the Lord is building regardless. And that's been good for us. But really what I want you to see is that we cannot be, this is what the Lord has revealed to me, we cannot be this community's church leading it by the Spirit if we are governed by what governs this community. 
We are meant to change that, not to conform to it. We are in the world, not of it. And he is building what is not of this world. Tuesday night, I was, uh, I was in my happy place. I was outside on a horse watching this West Texas sunset, which you know if you're from here this time of year, that sky lights up in a different way. And I'm just sitting there and I'm not thinking about any of this stuff. I did not go there to think about any of this stuff. I went there to be away from it. And the, what the Lord showed me, and this was, this took me, it took me a few days to really understand what, I'm, what I was seeing. The Lord calls me a prophet and he speaks to me in visions. And so this was one of those moments that I'm, I'm about to prophesy over us. I was standing on this stage. And it was me, it was me as I am right now. It wasn't me in 10 years. I didn't have more gray or anything like that. My hair didn't miraculously grow back or anything. I was, I was right now who I am. I was standing on this stage, and the only way that I can describe it, and I've asked the Lord, I don't have words to describe what I'm seeing. And he, he shared with me, is that I was standing before you in the provision. Like it was like a cloud that consumed us. We were standing in the midst of the provision and we were recognizing together that we're in the provision. It was just this moment and I'm telling you, it was like a golden cloud that consumed this place. And we recognized together that we were standing in the provision. Standing together and promises kept. And that's why I wanted to share and update you on all that's going on right now. I have no desire I have no desire to know what, what is happening and then see the provision that he provides alone. I don't want you to just, I don't want you to come here and just think all is normal all the time and never see the fullness of what God is doing for this place, for this body, and for this house. We need to see it together. How can I minister hand in hand and walk with us together, establishing the kingdom hand in hand, arm in arm, if I'm the only one that knows what God is doing? And I'm the only one that has testimony of it. That's That's not what it is. So today is simply to bring you in that when you see God and you see the provision promised, we would see and arrive there together as we are in this place trusting in Jesus together in this place where we know the promises that he's spoken, but the circumstances around us don't look like the promises spoken. It doesn't look like the promises are happening. It doesn't look like he's going to be faithful. That's what the world would say. But if our preferences are laid aside, it doesn't matter what it looks like because God is faithful. Is there anyone in here that would like to argue with me on that point? No, God is faithful. He's faithful to do what he said he will do. So church, I'm asking you to live in the promises with me, to reflect on them often. Last week, I asked the Lord this question. I was, just, I was reflecting on this line from, the song, from a song, and this, this line is, you can have it all, Lord, every part of my world. And the question I asked was, can he really have it all? What, what would a people look like that have given him access and authority over every aspect of their life. And we have the opportunity to find out now. So will we give him 
ourselves fully? Will, will we give him this body? Will we give him this house? We're about to find out what it looks like to give him everything if we are willing now. And so my question is simply, are we? Are we willing to give it all to him now? Because if we, if we are, and if we do, we will be a people that truly know, truly know Jesus and truly know how sweet it is to trust him. To know a love so deep it can't be measured, amen? You know, this church, this church is 91 years old. That's insane. 91 years old. And he has not spoken to us of days to come to forsake us now. I'm telling you right now, Sarah and I are going to provide one of these babies, but the other eight, that ain't it. Yeah, nose, nose goes. I'm not doing it. <laughs> We're all like out. No. So the Lord is bringing new life here. He is bringing new life here. That our nursery would be so overloaded that we needed four people to work it. But we have to recognize that what we see is not actually what's going on. We see the finances, but that's a part of him doing a greater thing. And we only see in part, but he sees in full. And he sees in fullness all that he is doing. And it is his to build. It is not ours to build. And we are his to provide for. We are not our own responsibility to provide for. He will provide for us if we are in his will. Amen. So I tell you all of this. That we could be in the reality of this moment together. And that we could arrive in the provision together. I don't tell you out of fear. I'm telling you right now, there was a, play, there was a moment of fear. And I'll be totally honest. I go, I'm a type A personality. And so when there's something that needs to be done, it's okay, I'm on to the next thing. It's just that quick. It's, it's, there's no emotion attached to it. It's just, okay, this is logical. This is what I have to do now. Like, okay, money's hurting, money's tight. I need to go find another job. Duh. And I step into that. Found another job. And <laughs> we sat there at the kitchen table talking to who would be my new boss. It's like, no, this is miserable. This is not what I'm made for. This is just not what I'm made to do. I'm made to be your pastor. Period. And I'm not doing anything else. I'm made for Sundown, Texas. My family has been anointed. The ministers that are in this church have been anointed to establish the kingdom of heaven here and now. The logical step is to go find another job. But God doesn't ever work in that. He is logical. But the thing is, is I'm logical to what I see and what I see is a part of it. He is logical in the fullness of it. He's incredibly logical. And so... Yesterday, I was, I was sitting in my office, and there was just, there was no fear. There was so much joy, because I cannot wait to arrive in the provision together. To, to say, and to be able to say with testimony, that's like seeing together a lame man begin to walk. We all saw it, and we all get to talk about it. We are going to see a miracle. We are going to see the Lord do what he said he will do. And we will truly know Jesus in a deeper way. We asked last week, I prayed last week, that we would know the depths of his heart that have yet to be explored. We can't do that doing the same thing all the time. It's got to look different. 
And to be this community's church, I cannot emphasize this enough, to be this community's church, we have to operate outside of what governs this community. We cannot be the same. They cannot look at us and see how we run and see that we run just the same as the government, just the same as the school, just the same as a business. We are in the world. We are not of it. And the Lord is establishing us in the world that we would look not of it. And so he's doing a new thing. He's doing a brand new thing. It's not always easy, but he's doing a new thing. And he spoke immediately of what is to come. And what is to come is growth in this place. And what is to come is new life that would grow up in here. That there would be more testimony of people that said, I grew up in this church. There are a lot of us in here that can say that. I grew up here. But you are not to be the last testimony that says that. There is a new testimony. There is a new wave that is coming. But the Lord has to do what he needs to do first. And what he's asking us as a church, will we give him this place? After 91 years, will we give it to him? You do what you got to do. You build what you got to build. It needs to look like whatever it needs to look like. And truly, let it look like whatever it needs to look like. Can we do that? That's what I'm asking you this morning. That's what I'm ready and excited to do. That he would build something brand new in this place. But we have got to give it to him. The Lord is doing a new thing. And there's already been vision of, of of our time together and seeing and recognizing the promises that have been kept. And there has been vision given that he is not, he he desires us to not look at the obvious, but to allow him to give us eyes to see and ears to hear that he could define what he's doing. Otherwise, we're going to come to conclusions in in and of ourselves. That's why it's, we don't ask the why question. Why are we here? Don't ask that. Because what you'll come to is a conclusion that you have established. And that will be wrong. It's not because of the pandemic. That's not it. That's not it. It's not because of any of that. That's not it. That's what we would logically go to as we see in part. And this is one part of what the Lord is building, but he is building it. Amen. And so I am so excited. I'm so excited to be able to share in the testimony to come with you. I'm so excited that We could, as a group, we could stand on this stage in days to come, all of us together, and speak of the same testimony that we encountered together. That's what the body of Christ is. We are meant to live this life in fullness together, connected to one another, members one of another. And so I'm telling you right now, as your pastor, I am excited for days to come. And I trust fully that God is going to do what God is going to do. It will not look like what I think it should look like or what we would hope that it looks like but I'm telling you when has God ever let you down and not surpassed your preference God has always surpassed the preferences that we set he always surpasses it is always so much better when we get out of our own way and he has his way is it not Is there anyone in here that can say it was better when I planned it over God? I'm telling you right now, my life is the reflection of God's planning and not my doing. Thank God for that. Because I've tried the my doing portion and it really didn't work out very well. 
And I'll still try to dabble with it, thinking maybe I've grown wiser and I can now manage the universe and my place in it. And I fail miserably every time. It is so much better to trust in Jesus and to receive all that he has for us as it comes. Amen? So I share that with you this morning. If, if there is fear in here, speak against it right now because there is no fear in me. And I have no desire for there to be fear in you. The Lord is going to do a great and a mighty thing and he has not spoken the night of these conversations. He did not immediately release vision of what is to come that he would forsake us. That's not it. He's not dangling a carrot. He's not doing that. He has spoken what he has spoken that we would, we would hold fast to what he has spoken. The promises that he has spoken are the things that are meant to keep us grounded in moments like this. Amen? So reflect on these promises. Pray into these promises. And I'm not asking that you would think about this today and that next Sunday you would think about it again. I'm asking that you would think about these promises that include us, they're for us, each and every one of us in here. They're for this community. They're for our communities that we go into. They are for us. I pray that you would speak into them. You would reflect on them. You would pray without ceasing until we meet again. That you, you would be thankful. You would give thanks to God and all that He's done for you, all that He's done for us in these 91 years and all that He has to do. God is a fun God and I really don't think He wants to rob us of a hundred years of ministry in this place. I think He wants us to be there and be able to say with fullness, this has been established for a hundred years. I believe that. God is fun like that and He wants us to be able to have a party on that day and we will. I promise you we will. The Lord is going to do great and mighty things and I want us to all see and be a part. But it is also time for us to recognize that He has to have it all in this place. We cannot hold on to any of it. It's got to be His. In your life and in the house that we're gathered in today, us as a body, it has got to be all His. He has total control. It is all His. I want no part. I, want, I don't want to hold on to it. I don't want to try to pull the strings. I want it to be yours and build what you need to build, how you need to build, whatever it needs to look like. If I get to be a part of it, praise God. So I would ask us to, to be in that place this week. And I would ask you to pray. I would ask you to pray for our, for our staff. Because the place that fear gets in to this place, where it starts is with us. If we come in with fear, fear will be established in here. So I would just ask that you intercede on behalf of this staff that we could see and we could hear in fullness all that the Lord is doing and not be distracted by the small glimpse of things that we see. Uh, we're moving forward as planned and as, as the Lord gives us utterance. And we're going to move forward in boldness and we're going to speak the name of Jesus that the storm would flee and that the waters would part. And I would just ask that you speak the name of Jesus with us. That we would stand on that shore together, unified. That it wouldn't be one man it wouldn't be one man that stands before the waters and speaks the name of Jesus that the waters would part, but that we would stand together arm in arm and speak the name of Jesus and watch the storm and the waters flee as the children of God take their place. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.